This podcast is brought to you by Ignite Me. Ignite Me is a boutique fitness studio in Solana Beach, California. Aerial yoga, group fitness at its best. Go to www.igniteme.com to sign up for your guest pass. This is the Ignite Me podcast, weekly discussions with leaders in the wellness community. Visit us online at igniteme.com. All right, guys, welcome. We are here live at Ignite Me in the beautiful Solana Beach, and we are here with Nastasha McKeon, the executive chief founder and CEO of Choice. Is it Choice Juicery? Yes. Choice Juicery, that's what I thought. Nastasha holds a certification in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University and a holistic nutrition certification from NHI, the Natural Healing Institute. Nastasha, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. So um, a little bit about the background, how I was turned on to Choice and how I met Nastasha. Um, Solana Beach is a pretty tight-knit, tight-knit fitness community. I think you and I both share some friends over with the Wildfire crew. Yes, I've seen kind of yes. some cross-pollination through social media. Um, and I think what happened was one of my friends from Rhythm and Power, I think Ashley or one of the instructors no over kidding. there, okay. um, was like, oh, let's go over and have a smoothie. And it was after class one day. We were all just super drained from the crazy workouts over there. And we went over to uh, Choice. It was my first time in there. First of all, it's just a beautiful, clean setup. You know, the, the vibes in there are awesome. The team that you've put in place there, they're just super friendly. Um, but the most important part is they have an awesome product. I am personally, right now, as we speak, <laughs> drinking a Warrior, which is my favorite. I literally sometimes have two a day. I love it. Um, I had to literally take out a loan just to pay for my, <laughs> my, my smoothie habit. Investing uh, in your health. Investing in my health, exactly. <laughs> I'd rather pay to you than the doctors. There That's you go. the truth. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just really, it's become a part of my routine. Um, I try to take as many people as I can over there. I really, really like what you're doing, the concept, the whole product of just super organic, super plant-based. It, it just is really in line with, with what I believe and where I'm at. So welcome to the show. I'm Thank really, you. really stoked to Thank have you. met you and your brand. Um, so let's dive right into it. I want to start with asking a little bit about kind of your background and upbringing, Absolutely. where you grew up and kind of how you got into the wellness field. So pretty much born and raised in San Diego County. I grew up more inland in Escondido. Um, and I had a really crazy rough childhood. Um, was definitely not surrounded by health and wellness or fitness, had no idea how to eat. Um, definitely was not, the lifestyle I had was not conducive to the person I am today per se. But um, I had a very impactful event happen around the age of 11. Mm-hmm. I would say the one person in my life that had uh, her life together that was a positive example and kind of a light in a really dark place for me. Um, she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and she was my grandmother. Okay. And, um, in a year I watched her go from this vibrant, healthy woman to uh, her deathbed. Wow. And it was devastating. And it's, it's interesting. I've noticed, um, that throughout my life I've been faced with a lot of incidents like that, which seemed devastating and horrible and awful at the time, but then something beautiful is always born out of them. And that's kind of what happened. Um, when she died, it's interesting. She had a, a disease called scleroderma, mm-hmm. which basically means turn to stone. And it wow. attacks vital body organs. And for her, it attacked her lungs. So she was 51 years old when she passed away. Wow. And um, she had the lungs of like a 90-year-old smoker, but she'd never smoked a day in her life. So they literally turned to stone. She couldn't breathe on her own. Her lungs were, they were just killing themselves, absolutely, basically. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And um, the interesting thing is she didn't actually die from her disease. She died because of a prescription that she was given and a side effect of the side prescription. Yeah. Wow. So one of the side effects of the prescription was heart attack. 
And uh, she was a stubborn woman, which is pretty much where I think I get my stubbornness from. She called 911 one night, said, I'm having a heart attack. They came out, and they checked her vitals. They said, you're fine. And, of course, the stubborn woman and her said, no, take me to the hospital. I'm having a heart attack. They're like, lady, your vitals are fine. You're totally fine. You know, you're, you don't need to go to the hospital. She said, take me to the hospital. So they take her to the hospital. But, of course, as they're checking her into the hospital, um, the you know, they – they, when they hand over the records and the vitals and stuff, yeah. um, the doctor saw that it wasn't anything crazy imperative, so they put her in uh, triage. And um, they came back 45 minutes later, and she was already in cardiac arrest, and she passed away. So at 11, you can imagine hearing that story, you, you just see that Western medicine failed my grandmother totally. is what I saw. Absolutely. Um, and uh, about a week after she passed away, I was cleaning out her room at her house, and I found a book by Andrew Weil uh, called what they don't want you to know, uh, how to heal yourself naturally. And um, I, it just really changed my life. Um, you found that book at 11 years old? 11 years old. She never had the chance to read it, so I took it upon myself to read wow. it. And while I'm not, you know, that's not my Bible by any means, but it, it turned me on to the idea of food as medicine. Yep. And I saw that what I was being told was medicine wasn't working. Right. And I saw this idea of food as medicine, and I was hungry to learn more about that. Yep. So, you know, I didn't have, like I mentioned earlier, I had a little bit of a rough childhood. Okay, a lot of a rough childhood. So I didn't really have the resources and the people in place to help me cultivate this newfound, you know, desire for nutrition and health and wellness. And in Escondido, it's tough. I I actually went to high school in Escondido. Did you really? I mean, the healthiest thing is like Roberto's on the corner. It's not a... Unfortunately, a real healthy city. It's yet. not a healthy city, and um, I wasn't in a healthy environment sure. at all. So, it took a long time for me to really, you know, cultivate where, who I am now. Absolutely. Um, but the passion was there, and I think that's all that it takes is having a little bit of passion and inspiration. So, I think it was later that year that I found out soda was bad for me, and I, my New Year's resolution was to never drink soda again, and I never did. I was 11 years old, so awesome. just that became my nature as I learned something new. Um, I would make a change in my life and implement it. And it wasn't like overnight that I became this crazy health guru that I am today. Sure. It took years to cultivate that. Um, I think that's key for anyone that's listening. It's not an overnight process. Exactly. You know, people, people get so frustrated that it doesn't happen right away. Exactly. Um, and it, it's, it's a journey. You know, it, it is takes a journey. time. And it is a journey. Uh, it's committing to the long haul, I think, is important. Completely agree with that. You know, and it's easy, like you said, to get frustrated and give up, you yeah. know. Um, but because you hear, you know, oh, I should be eating whole wheat. And then, oh, no, I shouldn't be eating any gluten at all. And, oh, wait a minute, I, I'm not supposed to be doing grains. Or, you know, you, there's so much information out there. And yeah. really trying to figure out what works best for you and how to apply that to your life. It's, it's really easy to get frustrated and just throw your hands up and say, forget it. I'm just going to eat what I want. Yeah. Um, but I think that it, it just takes time and eagerness to learn. And as you start making little changes in your life, you start feeling the mm-hmm. impact of that. You start feeling the difference. And I love to say that you really don't know that you feel bad until you feel good. Yeah. So it wasn't until I really cleaned up my diet and really experienced what my lifestyle was like feeling good that I realized I had lived my whole life feeling bad. That's so key. I think there's a lot of people around here that live in this like cloud or this fog and they yes. don't even know it. They, they don't, don't know yeah, it. They don't know how good it can feel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I hear all the time people saying, you know, we're all going to die someday. I'm just going to enjoy. Yeah. I'm going to eat whatever I want and I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I respect everyone has the right to choose. Yeah. But I, I always want people like give it a try. Give a healthy lifestyle a try before you make that decision. Yeah. And then make that decision from an educated place. Because Absolutely. I promise you, if you try out the lifestyle, 
lifestyle, there's no way you want to go back mm-hmm. to feeling that way. Once no way. you feel clean and healthy and vibrant um, mentally, your mental clarity, your energy levels, just everything, there's no way that you can want to go back to, I'd rather feel lethargic all the time. Yeah. You know, it just, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and for, you know, for those of us that have had, have made that switch, you know, we all, we all have our moments. We dabble, Absolutely. we go out and have those crazy weekends. And, and it's amazing how, how you feel after those weekends. It almost makes you feel like, okay, I'm glad to get back to my healthy Absolutely. lifestyle again. And, you know, that was fun and I had a, a crazy weekend, but you know, it makes it, you appreciate more the healthy lifestyle that you have. You're like, Oh yeah, this Absolutely. is why I don't do this all the time anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. You grew up in Escondido. You had a pretty rough upbringing. You know, you had that pretty traumatic experience. Absolutely. Um, you found this book. Did you go to high school in Escondido? I did. I went to okay. San Pasqual high school. San Pasqual. It's crazy. That's You're where I graduated familiar. from. No way. That's yeah. wild. Um, and so where did you go from there? Did you go to college after that? Or? So I did. I went to, I went to Palomar. Okay. Um, so I went to a community college yeah. and then I started in UC the program Palomar, right? with, um, <laughs> with Chase. Well, it was Washington Mutual at the time, but awesome. I started off in this program. So I was working full time, going to school full time. And I was introduced to this program with the banking industry, which was, they were sending people to get, um, licensing program. So it's mm-hmm. sending people to get educated in selling investments, right. um, lending and what have you. So I was a baby and I was offered this incredible opportunity to go and learn all about the finance world. Learn how to sell. Yeah. yeah. And so I did. I um, went into the banking industry and I was selling, you know, by the age of, I think I was maybe 19. I was selling loans. I was selling mutual funds. I had my series six, my 63, my life insurance license. I was like wow. knocking it out of the park. No one was saying no to you, right? Nobody was saying no to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really passionate about it. I loved it. I was helping people, you know, to plan long term for their, you know, finances and I was learning so much myself about my own personal finances. So I really enjoyed what I did for a while because, you know, in the beginning when you're learning something new, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, but I ended up staying overstaying my term in the finance world. I was there for eight years. Wow. Made a lot of money at a young age and I was buying houses and Living paying off cars and buying boats and I was a little I was a baby and from where wow. I came from I felt like wow this I'm successful. You made Look it. at me. Yeah, yeah, I made it. Um but you know I just started waking up in the mornings and like hating going to work and hating my life and I didn't have passion about what I was doing. Um, after a while, it just became mundane. It just became, you know, this is, this is life. You go to work, you make money, you buy something new, you have this house, you know, you maybe watch some TV shows, you wake up, you do it all over again, you know, and that became my life. And I, I definitely was not happy. You were living the American dream. I was living the American dream (laughs) miserably. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I used to, I, I remember there were nights when I would just like cry at night and I would just ask God, like, why don't I have a talent? Everyone else has a talent. You know, people can sing, they can create art. They do all these amazing things and I have nothing. You know, I, I sell loans and investments. Like where's my talent? You know, I got cheated. Right. And, um, it was weird. One day it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I started evaluating my life and seeing where did I get the most passion out of my day. And it was in the break room when I'd be sitting there eating my healthy organic food and the people next to me would be like, well, what's that? Why are you eating that? And I'd start teaching them all about, you know, what I was eating and how I was eating. And I witnessed people reverse diabetes, get off of insulin, start running marathons. And I was inspiring people around me, you know, to live healthier lifestyle. And I recognized all of a sudden, wow, that is my talent. I have an ability to inspire people to live a healthier lifestyle. And not because I'm out there preaching and beating people over the head with the nutrition Bible. I'm just living my life. And people are like, I want what you have. Like, you, you're doing you something on? different. Yeah. What are you on? Yeah. I want some of that. And so um, at that point, I decided that I was going to pursue nutrition. Mm-hmm. So that's when I went back to school for nutrition. And um, I did real estate in the interim while I was, you know, bridging the gap. Sure. So I've kind of done a lot of things in mm-hmm. my time. 
But I um, went back to school for nutrition, and then I hooked up with these girls. They have a company called Veg Appeal, and they had a contract with Scripps. Okay. And so, God, I remember my first day teaching at Scripps. It was the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done. You know, I'm entering this room of 30 nurses and doctors, and I'm going to teach them about nutrition. Right. Because, you know, you think that you doctors, think doctors, I mean, stuff, right? Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said food is medicine. So you'd think <laughs> that, like, doctors would have tons of education sure. about this. But come to find out, most of them were so humble about it, too. They don't have barely any nutrition classes under their belt. And what they do have is Western nutrition, which we all know isn't really serving us anymore. So um, they were hungry for this information, and it just lit me up inside to teach these people about it. So I was teaching, um, and then at the same time I was doing the consulting, which I think you read in my bio as well. And through the process of teaching, I recognized that there was a greater need. Um, I would teach people all about plant-based foods. And things that they had no idea. You know, you can get protein from so many different sources and alternative milk solutions and just all this incredible food and all the health benefits of eating more plants. Sure. And they loved it. But when they'd go home, they would make bad choices. Right. They'd come back, and I'm like, wait a minute. You love the food I'm Sounded teaching you how to theory. make. Yeah. You're eating it. You love it. You're excited about it. Why aren't you going home and implementing this in your life? And they were like, well, you know, Nastasha, it's just not convenient. So that's when I was really inspired to make it convenient. Wow. I was like, well, I can keep teaching people how to do this, but they're not doing it for themselves because their lifestyles aren't conducive to it. So and they don't have a place to make it convenient. Exactly. So I was like, okay, I have this ability to create healthy food that tastes amazing. Now I just need to make it convenient. So then, you know, the idea for choice was born. And, um, cool. you know, it, it took a couple of years of finding the right time, the right place, having all the right things line up. But I remember... About a week before I really decided to, like, go for it, I was kind of, like, on, you know, this... On the fence. Yeah, on the fence. You know, am I going to make that dive? It's a big, scary thing to take on entrepreneurship full-time. And um, I was sitting in this um, seminar by Michael Dowd. I think it was called Thank God for Evolution. Mm -hmm. And in that, that, um, you know, while I was sitting there, he played a poem... It was like a video a YouTube or something of this poem. And this guy, I don't remember the poem. I don't remember the name. I don't remember any of it. But I do remember this one part of the poem where I just started sobbing and got chills up and down my spine. And I knew that, like, I had to make sustainability part of my mission. And the poem read something to the effect of, it's 3 o'clock in the morning and I cannot sleep because my great-great-grandchildren are crying to me, asking why did you not stand up and do anything while the world was falling apart? And I just, I just lost it in the middle of this, you know, big conference and hundreds of people. I'm just sitting there bawling because I realized, like, it is, I do have an obligation to future generations to do something different. So for me, it became not just about health and nutrition, um, but about the education part of it. People don't realize that the way that we eat, not only does it have an impact on our health, but it does have an impact on our planet. Absolutely. And the more plant-based foods we eat, the more sustainable of an environment we have. People don't understand animal agriculture and the detriment that it plays on our planet. You know, from a a pound of meat taking 2,400 gallons of water and the amount of, you know, Amazon forest that has to be cleared for grazing land. And we're only growing as a population. So what we're doing now and our food choices now aren't sustainable. So my goal isn't to make everybody like me 100%. My goal is just to inspire people to make more of those choices. And I think for people just to be more aware, yeah. um, 
a lot of the facts you just read, um, if anyone's interested in that, they can learn a lot about that stuff from a recent documentary called Cowspiracy. On Netflix now. On Netflix now, as of a month ago. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out. Um, it's a really, really powerful, eye-opening documentary on, on what... I don't want to say the agri- agro industry is hiding, but they're definitely not doing a good job of sharing the information definitely of what's not. going on. Yeah. Um, so definitely open your mind up to that. And um, it's, a, it's a really, really powerful thing. I've watched it several times on every time. I'm just, I just, I'm blown away. Absolutely. It, it's really powerful, especially here in California where all you hear about is droughts and all this stuff. And no one talks about that. Nobody no one talks, talks about, about you know, how much water we'd save if we just give up meat for one day a week. Exactly. You know, two exactly. days a week. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, Even a meal a day, you know. Yeah. So anyways, the, the, the whole plant-based thing and the whole... Really diving into that's a whole nother podcast Absolutely. that we'd love to have you back on. Um, I personally am really, really, really passionate about that. You talk about that poem. I recently just had a kid. He's six weeks old. Congratulations. Six weeks old today, that's actually. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, six weeks ago today, I was in labor. My wife was in oh, labor. It was my a wild, goodness. wild journey. Um, yes, so, it is. I have two myself. Yeah. And watching that documentary, like, I think I watched it like two weeks before my son was born, really? and it like blew my mind. It was like, what? type of world am I going to leave for my kid, you know, learning about the ocean dead zones that I had no No idea idea about, like it really just, it it hit hard. So for anyone that cares about the future generation and the planets that, that you're leaving for your kids and grandkids, just give it a, uh, give it a watch because it's, it's worth it. I love it. uh, It's, it's powerful. All right. I almost got a little emotional on that one. That was crazy. I definitely did. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's, um, so I would assume then that you live a plant-based lifestyle. I do, 100%. Let's talk about that. How, I mean, obviously learning this knowledge kind of probably geared you towards that. I know you have a a certification from um, Cornell. Um, I think that's uh, Dr. Campbell, right? Yes, it is. Dr. Campbell, who's like one of the gurus, him and... um, Uh, Dr. Esselson. Esselson, yeah, Rip, that guy. Those guys are just like the gurus of plant-based living um so tell us a little bit about what you learned kind of how you found that and how that's helped you in what you do now absolutely um you know it's funny because i i was taking our standard holistic nutrition program which i completed um through nhi NHI, yeah yeah. and it's it was so interesting because it definitely wasn't geared towards plant-based nutrition at all but while i was taking the program I recognized, you know, saying, you know, you can get all of these nutrients from these sources, but Mm -hmm. here's all the downside of those sources. You know, you have to watch out for this, you have to watch out for this, you have to watch out for that. Or you can get all these nutrients, you know, from this source and there's no downside. So it's like, huh. Yeah, you're like, That's it makes interesting. Sense. Yeah. So, you know, I, I remember calling up the instructor after a class one day and being like, so basically what you're saying is we should all be plant based. And he's like, no, that's not what we're saying at all. I'm like, but wait a minute. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> that's basically what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so then I just, I really wanted to focus on the plant-based side of things. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was inspired for a lot of reasons. Sustainability. I was inspired for personal health reasons. Sure. Um, I was learning so much. Dr. Esselstyn and Dr. Campbell have a ton of, um, you know, different workshops and things that you can take, mm-hmm. videos you can watch. But one of the most impactful things of all is their work on heart disease. Yeah. And showing like angiogram before yep. and after pictures Huge. of angiograms, you know, after a plant-based diet. And we're talking people that were like inoperable, go home and die yep. of heart disease. There's nothing we can do for you, for you. And like within 60 days, seeing their carotid arteries completely reversed, yep. you know, and healthy, beautiful arteries. Like it's just amazing. Like 60% clearer. And yes. Like that. Yeah, yes. I've seen those. It's just it's amazing. Insane. So that just, that just got me excited. I just yeah. wanted to learn more about it. So then I went through the program through Cornell 
And um, it was awesome. Definitely, it just it's fun learning about stuff that you're inspired and passionate about. So that was my thing. And then being able to turn that into a business that I could really believe in. Sure. Um, and being able to serve my community healthy food that I really believe is is making an impact on their life as well as our planet. You know, it's just it, it's been a really fun journey. It really has been. It's um it's 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 really cool. I think I was telling you before we started here. You know, I'm stoked to have you here mainly because it's rare unfortunately that i meet someone in our community that is the health and wellness that is so passionate about not only plant-based living but is is actually you know walking the walk and talking the talk you mean i've met a lot of even doctors that will admit plant-based living is the way to go (laughs) and it's more healthier and they've read all the studies but there you'll you'll they'll be the first ones that at the steakhouse that night so true you You know know, it's interesting there's this quote um that i love my friend dr sean told me about this and it's um it's Says, oftentimes people stumble upon truth. They pick mm-hmm. themselves up, they dust themselves off, and they carry on as though nothing ever happened. Wow. And I always say, I'm the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> Once I sometimes I'm like, no, I don't want to know. Um, I have to change now. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to exactly. forever change my life. Um, you can't I can't deny it. I can't deny yeah. it. You know, once I stumble upon a truth, I'm just one of those people. I'm all or none. I'm all in. And so for me, there it's not it's not even an option to look at other things. I want to live my life and be the best example I can to my community. So it's 100 percent all the time. Huge. I love it. Let me ask you this: What is choice to you? And if someone, for those of us listening that maybe have never been there, yeah, are yeah. you know not sure if we like these crazy new smoothie places. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I've heard about cold pressed juice, but that scares me. How do you, what do you tell people that your brand is and how do you I love it. convey, convey your mission? Um, I like to call us a superfood bar okay. um, and juicery, but basically the spiel that you'll, you've probably heard a dozen times when you're in there. Cause every time someone new comes in, the girls know how to give them the spiel. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, we make our own almond milk, which is the base of all of our smoothies. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really sets us apart from other places. Um, you know, there's a lot of coffee shops and smoothie places that are now incorporating, you know, non-dairy milk options. Um, But the difference of homemade almond milk is just, it's night and day. It's insane. It's incredibly good for you. I personally don't like almond milk, but I cannot stop drinking your smoothies. Like like, almond milk from the carton, And that's that's the thing, you know, the almond milk from the carton, they actually did some studies to find that there's only like literally a couple of almonds in an entire jug of the stuff. And they use an additive called carrageenan, which is a derivative of Irish moss, which Irish moss is not a bad thing, but the carrageenan is a terrible thing. It's a highly processed additive that they use to thicken. It's a thickening agent. Um, but it, so that they can, you know, sell it for what they were selling it for without having to put as many almonds. And right. it's, it's unfortunate, you know, yeah, companies really go is. corporate and things change. So, um, homemade almond milk is amazing. And that's the base of our smoothies. We actually have, um, I'm so passionate about homemade almond milk that our own recipe for our almond milk is on our blog. Wow. Um, so on com, if you go to our blog, I think it's one of the very first blogs that I put up. It's our base recipe for almond milk. So you're and not we, hiding the secrets. No, you will share the no, knowledge. I we're always, that. I guest blog for a lot of places and I'm always giving out recipes for stuff. I want people to know yeah. how to make it for themselves and do it for themselves. It's not sustainable, you know, for everybody to shop at my store, you know, every single day. Day. Sure. And that I so I want to give them the tools so they can do it for themselves. Yep. And then when they're out and they're busy and they don't have time and they want to eat something healthy, we're here for them. Absolutely. Um, so that's my goal. But uh, yeah, so we make our own almond milk. That's the base of all of our smoothies. Our concept is kind of cool because you can turn any of our smoothies into a bowl. Yep. 
Um, I, I, I've yet to meet another place that's doing that where you I've can have any it. smoothie in a bowl. Yeah, it's um, cool. I noticed, you know, everyone went crazy about acai bowls and they're great. Don't get me wrong. We have acai bowls too, but it's like, it's just a smoothie in a bowl. That's really what it is. So why can't you have any smoothie in a bowl? You know, I like our PB and J smoothie. I want that in a bowl. Yep. Um, so yeah, we, you can turn any smoothie into a bowl. It just means it's going to be thicker in a bowl, but you get to create your own by adding any of the superfoods you want to it mm-hmm. and toppings you want to it. Um, we do salads, we do wraps, we're 100% gluten-free, dairy-free, organic, and then obviously plant-based as well. So we cool. have a new hot breakfast bowl option. I don't know if you've heard about that. I haven't. Yeah. I've also recently tried, you guys had like a pumpkin muffin or something. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. It's loaded with our protein. Oh my, it's insane. Let's talk about that real quick, your yeah, protein. Absolutely. That's another thing that re- I think that really sets you absolutely. guys apart. Not only do you have your own protein, but yes. A, it's a plant-based protein. Yes. Um, I noticed, I think you guys use yellow pea protein, we which do. is pretty, yes. I've never seen that And sprouted brown rice. Sprouted brown rice. So um, um, I know that the taste of your guys' stuff is different. I know it has to do with... You guys making your own almond milk. Absolutely. I know it has to do with your own protein. Tell me a little bit about that process. How Absolutely. did you decide you wanted to do that? And how, what is that even? How do you make your own protein? Ah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, so I started working with a superfood company uh, probably a year and a half ago. I had a blend that I used at home for my own smoothies, and mm-hmm. it was a it was a mixture of hemp, pea, and sprouted brown rice protein. So you I, were just buying the bulk ingredients. I was buying and bulk ingredients and making my own protein awesome. blend. Um, I'm not a scientist, and right. I don't claim to be, but I love playing. You yeah. know, with the ratios, You're a and I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and so I would throw in superfoods, and so I had this blend that I was working with that I loved. And um, even before we opened Choice, we did a couple of like smoothie events for um, the Carlsbad Education Foundation in a couple of different places. And I'd set up a little booth, and I'd you know make smoothies for everybody, and people loved my blend that I was using, my protein blend. Um, but I didn't know enough about it. You know, what are the you know, what's the protein ratio in there? You know, I was just playing with something that I loved, but, um, I sent it off to a superfood company and they, you know, loved the blend that I created, but we worked together for about six months before I opened to really get, achieve the protein levels that I wanted out of it. Um, you know, with the with a flavor profile. And so we worked really hard and they were tested a lot of different things, but we were able to come up with a complete protein, um, which in the plant-based world, it's really hard to find a complete protein that right. doesn't have a synthetic amino acid profile. Right. And ours does not. It's complete protein, and it's made up of all plants. Are you able to tell us how you did that non-synthetic amino acid profile? Um, yeah, well, all superfoods. Okay. Um, so I think that I would. I don't know that the secret ingredient, but we use reishi mushrooms. Awesome. We use um, a lot of. We use uh, monk fruit. We use a lot of different amino acids inside of the package. So if you look at the box, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, you should, you should eat things that have limited ingredients. I think that's because, um, the more ingredients you get, there's a lot of chemicals, but with ours, there's a ton of ingredients, but I mean, you're, you just fall in love with every ingredient on there. It's all whole foods, all raw, organic, incredible ingredients. So there's no added sugars in there. It's uh, Luhangao is what we use to sweeten it, which is monk fruit. It's a low glycemic fruit. Um, so it's just, it's a really incredible product. And I think you feel the difference. You do. And I'm sick of tasting stevia too. So <laughs> I know, awesome. me too. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Oh, everyone uses stevia now. <laughs> I know, like, I know, gosh. I know. I used to like stevia, now I just can't even fathom it. It's just, it, it's interesting because it tastes so synthetic to me. And it, yep. I know stevia is a plant, yep. but I think what happens is they process it so much to pull out, you know. I've tried the plant, it does not taste like. It like, doesn't taste like uh-uh. what's in the stuff. I, mean, I know. It, it, it tastes like what the stuff should taste like, maybe. Yeah, exactly, I mean? exactly. So. exactly. 
So you have your own protein, yes. um, which is awesome. It's you available have your own online. Yep. We ha- sell it in the stores. Um, we yeah, ha- you can buy bags of it. You can buy the little individuals I've seen, which I is love awesome. That. Yeah, my thing is like just like with our juices, yep. people are new to cold pressed juices, and I want people to try stuff before they buy it. Absolutely. You know, I want like test drive it, see if yep. you like it. So we sell the little one ounce packets yep. because I want people to go home and test it out before they commit to a, a big, big one bag right. you know it's it's an investment we've all done that we bought that $50 tub of something because it was on sale or whatever when yeah. you get home you try a scoop of it and like it's just oh like this is terrible what was I thinking like, now I have to have use to, like, all of this struggle <laughs> through or you have to try to find a friend yes. that'll buy it from you or something it's a pain in the butt it is um, one of the other things I really like about choice is that the menu is just easy. Like you said, you, you know, there's really not a lot of options, Absolutely, but there is, it's weird. Yeah. Like, you, you know, there's only maybe what eight or nine core things on yes. the menu, but there's so many different superfoods you can infuse. You exactly. can do bowls, you can do smoothies. Um, I've also tried your kale chips, which are phenomenal. Oh, good. Kale I chips it. I like. I haven't bought them yet just because I'm, I make my own, but your salads are also, I think, a great idea. Awesome. And then the other thing you guys do, you guys do all those little juice elixirs, those little yes, shots. So tell yes. us about those. I know you guys have a cold press machine back there. We do, there. we do. So a lot of people aren't too familiar with cold press. Yeah. Still, it's somewhat new. Yeah, so t- um, educate so us on that. So I'll talk a little that. bit about that. Um, old style juice, I like to call it, is like centrifuge juice. So you go into a juicery, you pick out your ingredients, they put them through the machine, and it spits out this juice, and you drink this like loop warm juice. Well, what they found is through that centrifuge process, that friction that's created when they spin it out, it creates friction and heat, which starts to oxidize the produce. Um, So they learned that if they pressed it out on a hydraulic press and there was no heating, spinning friction created, it was considered raw still. And so the shelf life on raw juice is days versus the shelf life on a centrifuge juice, which it's already devalued the moment they hand it to you. So is it literally just too cold Things are squeezing produce squeezing together. Squeezing produce together. So, so you end up getting a lot more fiber in the cold press juice right. because you're getting a lot of pulp in there. Right. Um, so you notice like it settles and you see all that pulp that sits at the bottom. You shake it up Which and you drink it. So it is. It's absolutely yeah. important. So you get a little more pulp in there. You just get more live raw nutrients in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's it, kind of like the same concept. You see the videos of like the old Gerson clinic, the old, exactly. the old school presses yes. where they would wrap the stuff up in like white cloth or whatever and exactly. press it. Exactly. Cool. Same idea. Yeah. Just on a so, bigger level. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people come in and they're like, oh, wait, the juices are bottled. Can I get a fresh juice? Yeah. And the reality is they're actually fresher than if you did order right. a centrifuge juice better that was made you. to order. It's better for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it, it creates, again, that convenience. You can yeah. buy a couple of juices and not have to keep running back every single day to get a juice or busting out that big machine twice a day, although I'm all for people juicing for Me themselves. Too. I love it. I think it's incredible to include that in your lifestyle. Yeah. But we all have those weeks and those days where life is crazy busy and we just want something that's convenient. Yep. So that's what, you know, that's what it's there for. <laughs> it's super huge. I know another part of your business that you guys do is you guys offer the cleanses. I think yes. you guys have a one, a three and a week. Is that true? Yeah, or? we have a one and a three day cleanse okay. and then you have the option to add daily. Ah, okay. Um, you can create your own. We're all about creating your own cool. <laughs> individuality. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we have a lot noticed, of people that do yeah. like a three day cleanse and by the third day they're like, I don't want to stop. This is amazing. Yeah. So we just allow them to add a day on at a time, three days on at a time. So you can really do, you know, what it's tailored to what your needs are. And they come in these awesome little jars that are pretty unique and you can bring them back, I think, yeah. to get like yeah, that ties and, back into the sustainability side exactly. of things. So I wanted to do I, I I'm not a fan of plastic. Um single use plastic just gives away at me. Yeah. So even like our smoothie cups that look like plastic are made from hundred percent renewable resources, they're all made from corn fibers. Our salad containers our spoons, our straws, everything comes from 100% renewable resources. That's awesome. And then our juices are put in the glass bottles, and we have a bottle redemption program. So people can drink their juice, take it home, clean it out, bring it back, and they get a dollar store credit 
for their bottle when they bring it back. So we're literally buying bottles back from people, but that encourages the, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, and it gets people thinking about it. And it really just, you know, pounds it in that this is a, this is a brand, this is a business, this is a team that they really are practicing what they preach. Absolutely. And, and, um, unfortunately again, it's rare to find. And so we're, we're stoked to have you. I'm stoked to have you here in the community. Um, I know all of my friends, we have this crazy little fit crew that all we work out together and roll around. I love around it. And, I love it. And we all go to choice afterwards because we love it. And again, it's the experience, the product, and the vibe is just top notch there. So we're stoked. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Let's flip scripts just a little bit. I know you already told us you are, um, you're a parent, which yes, is awesome. You have yes. two kids, correct? I am. I'm a single mom, two kids, full time. Wow. Single mom, full time. So, which yes. makes, which <laughs> makes your reality, in my opinion, even that much more challenging in a, in, oh, yeah. from a, you know, from a stand, I have a kid that's six weeks old, and I'm, I'm I have my wife. So, but it, it dry, I, I'm so amazed at how people do it, um, and especially how people do it when it comes down to being an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, being a business owner, um, being a business owner myself. You know, there's no such thing as clocking in and clocking out. It's, no. it's a full time gig. <laughs> Midnight in your bed on your yeah, laptop, exactly. knocking out some emails, emails yeah. trying to <laughs> trying to respond to leads, and yes. it's like it never ends. The stack no. just gets higher. Um, so I have utmost respect for people that are able to do that as well as still be a good parent. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you achieve that balance and any recommendations you might have for parents out there that may be struggling with that balance or or people looking to start their own business and are worried about how am I going to do it? Absolutely. Yeah. How do you do it? Gosh, um, that's a, it's a long winded answer, but I'll try to shorten it up. Um, I think for me, I hear a lot from people that I'm just so busy. I don't have time to be healthy. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time. And I'm like, you are saying that excuse to the wrong person. Amen to that. (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, we make time for what we want. It's always those same people that don't have time that tell me like the latest TV show that they're into or what (laughs) have you. And, you know, I don't, my, my thing is I don't have time for TV. You know, I don't have time for that. I have time for working out. I have time for eating healthy, time for my children, time for my business, but I don't have time for TV. I don't have time for that stuff that is not going to serve me best. And I find that I'm more productive and I'm able to get more done because of my healthy choices. If I miss my workout, if I miss, you know, even if I don't make the class I was trying to go to, you know, maybe I wanted to go to a yoga class on a Wednesday night, which is my religious thing that I do, but sometimes my Wednesdays get out of control and I don't make my yoga class, but I don't let that be an excuse to not get some physical activity in, even if I jump in the ocean and go for a surf or if I go for a run or jump on my bike and down the street. I love working out at the gym. I love working out with a trainer. I love all those things. But sometimes if I can't get it in my schedule, that's okay. Yeah. But I find even if I'm busting out push-ups at home or jumping on my pull-up bar, just something so mm-hmm. that I know that I'm keeping that commitment to myself. Um, I think that working out is my antidepressant, Absolutely. honestly. Um, I, I come from a long line of people that you know have to take prescri- – well, they choose to take prescriptions you know, to fight depression and all these things. So I'm the first one that could probably – you know use that as an excuse. Sure. But for me, healthy lifestyle is that antidepressant for me. Yeah. I, if I don't get my workout in, I'm not a nice person to be around. <laughs> Amen to that. I think it's key to touch on one thing you just said that, it, you know, variety is key, but also not beating yourself up when you yes. don't make it to your, your commitment or whatever, especially when it comes to health. You know, you got kids, you got a business, stuff happens and you might have to stay late one day, you know, but having that flexibility and that, that open mindedness to, yes. okay, I'm going to just do some push-ups at home or I'm going to hang out with my kids and play with them. Exactly. You know, that, that's key. And you're still getting, 
your movement. You're still yes. getting as a, I tell people all the time as a gym owner, I hate to tell people, but sometimes the best workout is outside of the gym. Yeah. You know, just moving and just doing something on a yes, consistent basis. Absolutely. Is key. Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head with the comment about not beating yourself up. I think that's, we're our own worst enemies sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we hold ourselves to these standards and then we don't live up to that standard, we just throw our hands up in the air and say, you know what, that's it. I didn't, I didn't make it to class today. So I'm just, I'm a terrible person. I'm just going to go ahead and have that cookie now. Why not? With nutrition. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I had like, a cookie. Like, how does that make any sense? You didn't get your workout in totally. and now you're going to eat the cookie? Wait a minute. <laughs> well, my favorite is the people, oh, I had a cookie today at work. You know what? I'm just going to go to in and out It's all good. It doesn't you matter know? if I <laughs> yeah. work out now anyways. Yeah. I'm like, actually, it's more important that you work out now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I think that's a big part of it is just staying true to the commitment to myself. Because for me, I can't give to the world. I can't inspire people around me. I can't give to my kids. I can't give to my employees. I can't give to anybody if I don't first give to myself. I have to fill up my cup first so that right. I can give to everyone else. Almost like, I don't want to say it, but it's true. You have to be selfish and take care of yourself Absolutely. first. Because otherwise you have nothing to give to people. Exactly. And I, I, it breaks my heart when people think of it as a selfish thing, but it's really self-care is the most Amen. important thing. Because if I can't care for myself, how can I care for anybody else? Your kids, your clients, exactly. nobody. Exactly. Huge. So, um, you know, staying true to my, my commitment to working out, um, and it's not for superficial reasons. It's just literally for I feel better. I feel mental clarity. I feel better energy. I'm more productive in my workday when I get a workout in. So um, the benefits of you're more productive, you get more energy. There yes. are some superficial benefits, which yes, are awesome. absolutely. And life is good. Life is great. Life is great. Um, so working out and then just the commitment to being healthy and making healthy choices throughout the day. Yep. I think a big piece of advice that I love to give people is just plan ahead a little bit Mm -hmm. um, so that you don't end up in a bind. Of course, I want to open choices everywhere. So if you didn't plan ahead and you need to grab a quick lunch and you you don't have time, you can run and grab a salad and a smoothie. Um, But, you know, planning ahead, you know, like if your work week is from Monday to Friday, then Sunday night, do some planning, you know, meal prep, go to the grocery store, make big batches of things like, you know, rice and quinoa and things like this that you can quickly throw together a salad, you know, in a hurry on a Monday morning. Um, So just planning ahead. Um, and then with the kid side of things, um, being a positive example, I I mean, I, I don't have to beat it into my kids to be healthy. They just see the lifestyle that I have and they follow suit. I think if you're true to your word and you lead that lifestyle, they see that. And it just, I don't know, it creates a healthy environment at home. I think that's really important. You know, I see a lot of people. I don't, they're like, oh, I don't know how to keep my kid healthy and I don't know how to, how to get my kid to exercise. And I, I just want to be like, look in the mirror. Like, are you healthy? Yeah. Uh, are you eating right? Like, what do you think your kid is seeing all day long? Exactly. You I know? see parents all the time that are like, my kid won't eat other vegetables. I'm like, when was the last time you ate your vegetables? Yeah. You when know? was the last time you made some yes. vegetables for I used to kids. teach at the healthy, the Center for Healthy Lifestyle in Solana Beach, the garden dead table classes for yeah. kids. And it was heartbreaking how many kids, like I'd hold up a bell pepper and they'd be like, what's that? You yeah. know, or hold up some kale and they had no idea what it was and it just it broke my heart you know because they don't know but what was happening was I was teaching these kids and then they would get excited and they'd go home and they'd go to the grocery store and be like mom you have to buy this and you have to buy that and so the parents would come in and be like my kid made me buy kale. Oh, like, you what are you doing? Can you stop telling my kid yeah. to eat healthy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, it's but powerful. It, and it comes it down, is. like you said, education is, yes, is huge. huge, you know? huge. And, um, I don't think it was our parents' fault, but, you know, we don't, like you said, doctors don't even take nutrition classes. Yeah, it's so, so true. You know, that is something that I think our culture, our society is really missing out on is I, I wish in elementary school, in junior high and high school, 
there needs to be some, you know, cooking classes or food classes or something. Exactly. And, you know, that's my long-term goal. That's so, huge. So my, my first goal is opening a lot of stores in San Diego County to really prove the concept. And then I'd like to franchise it outside of San Diego County because I, I love having stores that I can touch every day. Sure. And people that I can touch every day and having this team family environment. Yeah. Um, so I want that in San Diego County. But then my long-term goal, once I've really established that, is to have a nonprofit program where we go into the schools. So big. I want to teach them about nutrition. I want to be a part of that change in yeah. the school system. It's really important. I was just telling Andrew the other day, we saw this ad on um, – it was YouTube, actually. It was just, you know, you, you, you search something, and it, there's always some random ad before that. And unfortunately, it comes from Uncle Ben, who's usually a quick, a minute rice <laughs> company. Um, but it was this really powerful message. And what they had done is they had gone to, like, an educational conference, right? It was, like, one of these conventions on education or something. And they had set up a mock booth where they had two guys there basically offering a service that did the kids' homework for them. And so the parents would come up, and they would be like, wait what do you mean you guys actually do the homework for us? And they're like, oh, yeah, you just submit a writing sample and the grade you guys want, and in 48 hours we provide homework. And the parents were looking at these guys like they were nuts. And the look on these parents' face, they showed probably 10 or 15 different parents like, you guys are you should be ashamed of yourselves. How are these kids going to learn? And then they flipped the script by saying, well, so do you think it's important that your kids you know, do things for themselves and learn on their own? And all the parents were like, absolutely, that's very important. And then they asked them, well, when was the last time you showed your kid how to cook? And not one parent, like all the parents had the look you have on your face right now. Their, wow. their jaws just dropped. Wow. And they were like, wow, I've that never so actually, heavy. I've never actually showed my kid how to cook. And, you know, they showed this, this unfortunately, this little unhealthy kind of overweight kid. They showed him, they oh. said, do you think it's important that you learn how to cook? And he's like eating a hamburger and he says, I don't know. You know, and it's, oh. you know, it's the poor kid doesn't even have a, a, a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, he's already no. on the path to obesity. You have know? you seen the documentary Fed Up? I have. By Katie Couric. Super powerful. So powerful. But that it reminds me of that. You know, these poor kids and even the poor families. Like, their their parents before them probably didn't teach them. So right. they're not teaching their kids. And they don't have the tools, you know. They're right. like, he needs to lose weight. He's so unhealthy. He's got but diabetes. no one knows how. You know, I'm buying all these low-fat foods. I'm buying all the, you know, you know diet foods. I'm doing taking them to yeah. the doctor. I'm doing all these things. And they literally are exhausting every resource that they know that they have. And it's not doing any good. And they're not getting anywhere. And you see these children like my heart breaks for them the tears in their eyes as they're just they're struggling so hard and they don't know any better so I definitely I think one of my bigger goals in life is to leave the world a better place than I found it and I feel like that's one of the avenues that I'll do that is through education schools I'm passionate about it I have children yeah I feel like they're so blessed because they they have access to this I didn't have it when I was a kid and I'm able to give it to them but I want to be able to give that yeah absolutely that's huge. Um, on that path, aside from obviously the really important one, which is healthy nutrition and teaching them how to feed themselves, what would be your maybe top three or four tips for raising healthy kids? Okay, so living by example, which we covered. Yeah. Um, getting them involved in the kitchen, like you just yeah. mentioned, that's huge. And it's such a fun, bonny experience, yeah. you know, getting them involved in giving them a job in the kitchen yeah. and making dinner an active giving thing. Them, yeah, and they love it. They love it. Yeah. It's bonding time. You know, you get to catch up on the day. Usually, you know, I think that in most households, it's either you pick up dinner or mom's in the kitchen making dinner while everyone's doing their thing and then everyone comes to the table. But when you make it a family affair, they're learning about food and you're catching up and you're spending quality time together while you're making meals together. Um, I think that's really important. And then other than that, raising 
Healthy, happy kids. I mean, I'm definitely learning as I go. There's no manual with kids. I find it so interesting that, you know, we have to take all these tests and read all these books to get a driver's license, but anybody can have a kid. (laughs) Um, I had kids. I was a baby when I was having kids, so I've definitely learned a lot on the job. Sure. (laughs) And I still learn every day. I feel like they teach me more than I teach them. My son's my biggest teacher all of a sudden. It's crazy. It is, and it just will continue to be that way. Um, My kids teach me every day and inspire me every day to be a better person. Um, but I think just teaching them to have passions and go after those passions. I think that we live in a society where it's a, you know, we're taught that we should, you know, go to school, go to college, you know, get a good education, get a high paying job, make a lot of money, buy a nice house and then repeat the, you know, kids, parent, do it mm-hmm. all over again. And so I think that, yes, there's absolutely that I value education just like the next person but I think it's more important to find what your kids are passionate about and help them cultivate those things I think that there's not a one size fits all approach to education Um, I'm probably going to slaughter this quote but there's this quote that says if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it'll spend its whole life thinking it's stupid Um, and it's so true you know not every kid is going to be good in math and you know English and what have you like some kids are you know more artistic and some kids are more creative and you're just finding what your kids are good at and instead of trying to make them fit inside this box that we think they're supposed to fit into let them find their own box let them find their own box or let them you know create their own box Um, or let them come out of the box nurture you know nurture (laughs) what makes them them talk to them have conversations with them don't talk at them talk to them you know let them have conversations with you and question I my kids they you know some people might take it as disrespectful but they question authority and I love that I want them to question authority I want them to you know ask me why they have to do something or why something is important because I don't want them to just go with kind of keeps you accountable too it's like I have to give you like I can't just say because mom said so exactly although sometimes I do try to pull that card (laughs) sometimes you got to yeah yeah but um I think it's really important you know just to to recognize that they are little humans, you yeah. know, they're, they're not, we're not above our children. And I think that's a big mistake that people make when they have kids is we're on the journey together. But exactly. Yeah. We are cool. They're there to teach us stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing I want to ask you, I asked all my guests this, uh, and you have to narrow it down to three. You've already Uh-oh. said a bunch. Um, but a lot of people ask me, well, what are your top tips for wellness or living healthy? So I, I asked people, what is in your opinion are kind of the top three tips for overall wellness from a you know from a lifestyle perspective from nutrition whatever it is you want to focus on if you had to dial it down to three what would you say Mm. tough yeah there's so many different approaches i could take well part of our our motto or our our missions that are written have you ever been to our carlsbad store i haven't been there i'm hoping to go there soon definitely gotta check it out um flagship store right it is (laughs) we operate out of a shipping container there so it's really wild it's on hydraulics it's on this big giant we've created like a park there and where in carlsbad is it now? right on the village okay right in the village um carlsbad village drive and then state street okay so there's this giant grassy area it's all enclosed and there's a shipping container that opens up on hydraulics it's amazing um, beautiful wall garden. We had a artist come in and do a mural project on our wall. Very cool. And he's a text artist, and in the text, it actually has our mission statement. Um, but part which of, is which is water's essential to life. Everything else is a choice. So it says eat organically, think sustainably, um, be kind, choose happiness because it matters. So that's all written in there, and it's also written on the palettes. But I think that in there is three of the things that I would have to say are important. Eat organically, think sustainably. It's not just about us. It's about us as a whole. It's about Um, the whole planet. Absolutely. And then educate yourself. Um, 
you know, just take some time to, to care enough to find out, you know, what you're eating and what works for you and watch some documentaries, read some watch books. Some, open your yeah, mind up. Yeah, open a your bit. mind up a little bit, yeah. you know, spend some time. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, listen, I am very, very honored to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Absolutely. Um, I'm honored. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's really special to, to be able to connect. I'm hoping we can collaborate on some future stuff. Oh, There's definitely. a lot of fun things that we have in the works that I think might be right up your alley. For those of you that have not had the pleasure of checking them out, choicejuicery.com, uh, Carlsbad Village. There's also one here in Solana Beach. Is there anything else you want to promote or say about your brand or anything else you're really excited about these days that you're Um, promoting? You know, just our cleanse program. I think that that's really exciting. Um, I think that cleansing is so important. Our cleanse program is not just juice. Um, I don't think just juice is sustainable, so we incorporate raw foods and juice in our program. But back to what I said earlier with the you don't know that you feel bad until you feel good, I think that doing a cleanse to kick off you know, a new way of eating. If you're feeling like you need a change and you need something to really inspire you, eating nothing but raw organic nutrients for three days, you'd be amazed at what that can do for you. So I think that checking out the cleanse program, the is clarity so- and energy that yeah. you will get will blow your mind. People tell me after the cleanse, it's the weirdest thing, Nastasha. Like I just am craving vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you're like, yes, mission accomplished. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll check them out. Choicejuicery.com. Hopefully we can get you here to ignite for some aerial yoga Definitely. or some fitness here I'm soon. So- so excited. <laughs> you can share your experiences and uh, come check us out. Leave a review on our podcast. Let us know what we're doing good, what we're not doing good. Igniteme.com. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks again. This is the Ignite Me podcast. Weekly discussions with leaders in the wellness community. Visit us online at igniteme.com. Hey guys, this is Andrew from Ignite Me. A few years ago, I suffered a severe slipped disc that disabled me to walk for a few weeks. I have since seen more than my share of doctors and specialists, but Dr. Dave Gerbarg at One Nine Sports Medicine and Physical Therapy is the best specialist I have seen. After only my first session, Dr. Dave helped reduce the pain and gave me more range of motion than I had before seeing him. So if you're dealing with an injury, I definitely recommend you schedule your free consultation right now at 19sportsmed.com.